Hello and welcome to If Anyone Cares. My name is Riley James. Episode 57 of this podcast has been recorded. This is the icing on the cake. I always do these last. We had a fantastic conversation with Dr. Courtney. You might know her from episode 10 of this podcast or at Dr. Courtney Ortho on Instagram. She is a fantastic, fantastic individual. Very good at the internet and apparently a really good orthodontist. So we talked to her, catch up with her a little bit, hear about Smile Pop and, and, and all of these things that she has created over the last two and a half years since we spoke. And you're going to hear that fantastic conversation in about 60 seconds. But we have to, you know, let people know. We have new listeners probably. In fact, I know we do. The numbers have been fantastic. So thank you so much. Uh, we could have AOC listen to this episode. Maybe, possibly, maybe. Who's to say? That joke's gonna be really funny in about twenty minutes because I forget that you haven't heard that yet. So it'll be it'll be funny when it comes. Nevertheless, you can follow the show at if anyone cares underscore on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Riley James IAC. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you can find podcasts, and of course, you can check out R and R, the other show that I host with Ryan Wintle through Dynamite Media Network. Uh, you guys know Ryan Wintle. He was on the show a few episodes ago. And we put a preview of R&R on episode 43. So go back and listen to that, or just go listen to the show in general. We got a fantastic show. I'm excited for this to penetrate your ears, and I won't hold you back anymore. For Dr. Courtney, I'm Riley James. If anyone cares, enjoy the show. On the line in New York New York. It's a friend of the show. She has not been on in a very long time. I'm super happy to welcome back for the first time since episode 10, Dr. Courtney. My goodness, I'm so happy to have you back. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm, I'm, I am excited to be back. I'm it's, glad to hear. I'm excited to hear about your growth. We can talk about my growth and just uh, talk about how we're killing it. Yeah, because you started uh, your own little thing, Small Pop. And I want to I dig into that because we do have listeners in New York. And um, mm-hmm. in and around New York City, so they can kind of get some exposure for that. But I mean, we haven't talked, you and I, since October nineteenth, two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> That's two and a half years. You know, I feel, that is, you know, I think that is a long time. But I feel like it's going to be like riding a bike, Riley. Yeah, you and I clicked immediately, and you came <laughs> on, and you absolutely stole the show, which is what. That's what I want for these shows. I mean, this show is not about me; it's about you guys. Any, any of the guests that come on. So I'm happy to have you back. I'm happy you made time on a Tuesday. I was worried a little bit that I put this in the middle of the day that you were going to be busy, you know, with patients and everything. But apparently this is a non-patient day. Is that a normal thing in your business? Yeah. You know, it is now. It got so busy in my practice. And with COVID and everyone kind of, every, all the businesses shutting down, we ended up uh, dedicating a day to do virtual check-ins with patients for those who are no longer in New York. And so that's what I basically do on Tuesdays. So I'm still working, but I'm not uh, running around my clinic like I normally am. Yeah. And, and look, you took an hour away from doing that to spend it with us. And I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. So thank you. No, I should be thanking you. Thank you, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about Smile Pop. This was just merely an idea, what, like you talked about in your Instagram story before today's show. Uh, Smile Pop was like this this idea, idea. that you had uh, before ever putting putting it to, to paper and putting it into like a, a very tangible office. So 
Uh, can you kind of run us through the last two and a half years of, of making this business a, a thing and then obviously crushing it like you are now? Yeah. So um, when we first started talking, I signed a New York City lease one month before for where I wanted to build Smile Pop, but I didn't quite have the logistics down, the designer, and these are things looking back I wish I would have had, but you know, the architect, the designer, how I was going to do the layout, but I signed a lease in September 2018 and hired a designer who ended up not working out and then um, ultimately found the right person and Nine months later, I finally opened Smile Pop in New York City on July of 2019. And at the time, I was not telling anybody I was doing it. So I was working part time for other offices, kind of keeping it on the DL because I didn't want to, you know, it, you don't want to be that type of person who steals patients from another practice. So you want to let the, the, you know, the patient choose. But um, I opened in July of 2019. And still worked part-time a little bit at my other offices, but between July 2019 to, um, gosh, I guess it's almost two years at this point, um, we survived a pandemic, we survived a flood, and we are basically, in my words, kind of killing it, basically living life the way we want to live it and treating patients and, and designing our schedules on our terms. And it's it's great. and It's hard, but it's great. <laughs> no, and that's what you want. And it's not necessarily about um, creating this thing. It's it's about living the way you want to live. And this is exactly. part of the way you want to live. And, and I think it's and, it's absolutely wonderful you, what you've done. You know, and you see these these dentists or orthodontists, uh, these doctors, and, you know, some people see their first patient at 7 in the, in the morning. You know, they're like, well, you're an orthodontist. You should start at 7 a.m. and then you can see more patients in the day. You know, but I'm thinking – I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to work out in the morning and kind of ease into my morning. So we start 9.30 a.m., which is a little late in the dental world. But, um, you know, my patients are happier at that hour. I'm happier at that hour. And, again, it just designed it the way that I kind of want to operate. Um, sounds a little, it's, It feels a little selfish at first, but ultimately, like that whole oxygen mask analogy, you got to kind of take care of yourself so that you have enough to give to everybody else. I... <laughs> it was it was very funny like the the point you made about getting there at 9 30 and and seeing people around that time uh, every doctor's appointment i've ever been to in my life that has happened before uh 8 a.m has not been a good thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, look my hands are still shaky from the night before okay <laughs> Just I'm, well yeah legally i'm not there yet we're not we're not that age yet but still nevertheless yeah um the no, but like I, I remember waking up at 6 a.m. and going to a doctor and then immediately having dental surgery. I'm like, that's this is not what we want to do. It was still dark <laughs> outside. I'm like, this is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the other great thing about Smile Pop is I basically, you know, I, I created it in a way so that patients can kind of find me naturally, meaning, you know, online from resources or whatever educational content I put out there on YouTube, rather than from them being told by their dentist, hey, go to this orthodontist, uh, because this orthodontist likes to take me out for nice dinners, and we built up, built up a good, like, referral uh, base. That's not really how I wanted to set it up, because I don't like, I don't like being fake, and I don't like um, fake people. So for me to have to, like, you know, suck up to a bunch of dentists in the area where maybe I'm not that fond of them just so that they can send me a patient. I didn't want to do that. And so with Smile Pop, um, you know, I, I try and deliver like excellent 
you know, clinical results, but also like a whole uh, great experience the entire time because it's about, you know, like a year to two year relationship that you have with the patient. And so I take pride in like knocking out of the park. Well, some patients, some patients get you a little bit longer, apparently, from what I'm hearing. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's correct. I wanna, I, some of them are stuck with me for life. <laughs> uh, that was a, a wonderful segue into the last time we were we, we spoke you were making jokes about how you want to get married to get rid of your last name and all these different things. And then you got married and then did not change your last name. So that's <laughs> awesome. That's really, I'm happy that worked out for you. Like a whole, it's not like a whole, for a whole feminist reason. The reason why I didn't, I will legally change my name from Shifa Vine to Barry because Barry's just, you know, Courtney Barry just sounds cute. Um, but because of the pandemic and, you know, we got landlocked as Americans, I actually looked into, um, getting Lithuanian citizenship through my lineage. And so basically reached out to the consulate of Lithuania and um, hired an attorney and through my grandparents, like records, their passports and their like literally like boat tickets that brought them from Europe to the U.S. were able to like, reinstate my Lithuanian citizenship so I can get an EU passport. <laughs> so I will have two passports, the U.S. passport and the EU passport. And All right. Until that happens, it's, it's been over a year, but the application's in. Until that happens, I can't legally change my name until I get that. Okay, well. But isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fascinating. So you're going to be yeah. a, a dual citizen. Dual citizen, just strictly for the point of, you know, I don't ever want to be landlocked or, you know, told, you know, I can't go somewhere again. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and Lithuania is part of the EU, so you can kind of. Lithuania is part of the EU, yep. You can kind of bounce exactly. around and do your own thing. Yep. So and even my future children, apparently you can do it so many years, like under your grandparents, but the last, uh, so my kids, my unborn children can, um, become citizens as well, which is pretty cool. That is the the closest like human experience I, I've heard to like FIFA rules. Like, so in soccer, you can play for a certain national team based on like your grandparents' heritage. So all oh, these dudes wow. have like six different options to play because they were born in this country, but their parents are from this country. They were in this country for five to ten, and their grandparents are from a different country. Like there's, they can play for like four different national teams just wow, based on all these wow, different things. That's cool. I've never heard that for like getting a passport. You can get it. You know, your... most countries, believe it or not, you have to actually give up your. You can only have one or the other. Lithuania is one of a few where you can actually keep uh, the passports for both. So it's pretty great. Oh, hopefully that doesn't mean I have to pay taxes in both, but we'll see. <laughs> I didn't mean that just kind of worked out. I mean, I figured your attorney might have told you that. Um, no, yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like we're paying you to, to do all this due diligence. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised you have a passport, but you owe you know seven seventy seven thousand dollars in Lithuanian taxes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get your euros ready. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, no, but that's awesome. But. Back to the original point, you you ended up marrying one of your patients, and uh, it seems like it's going well. I, I watched your entire like engagement unfold over Instagram, and oh, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you getting married and, and and going on like insane trips together. Like I'm so happy it worked out for you. Can you talk a little bit more about you know that relationship and and how that grew? Yeah, so he uh, started off as a patient, and he came in for. I met him in 2017 for a consult and he became my patient and he was dating someone else and I was dating someone else. And we always had a strong like work flirt going on as we like to say. Um, and then 
I remember I would always call my twin sister after he came in for his appointments and I would say, I need to date a guy like Matt Berry. You know, my sister's like, well, why don't you date Matt Berry? And I was saying, oh, he's been in a relationship for like two or three years. He's going to get engaged. He's off the grid. You know, it's like, that's not happening. But ultimately he came in one day after he broke up with his girlfriend and I, uh, quit trying on my other relationship and ultimately realized it wasn't for me. And we went on our first date in um, July of 2018 and the rest is history. And I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing relationship and it's made all my other relationships in the past feel forced. Like it is just, I'm completely myself. He's completely um, himself. And it's one of those where it's kind of disgusting. Like it's like one of those movies where you really, I, I now understand like the ability to be so selfless for like another person. It's, it's amazing. It's, I, I, I honestly, and the reason why I put it all over Instagram really one, cause I'm, I, I love him and I'm, and he loves to kind of put on the little Instagram show with me, not in that kind of way, but like, um, <laughs> but I love, uh, I love to like motivate other people to really like to not settle, you know, and like your person's out there and this is, this type of love is real. And, you know, people, I, I see a lot of patients that are, you know, 20 to 35 years old and they're in these bad relationships and they keep making excuses for the other person. But, um, you know, it's, it's a good relationship. You don't always, it's not like that, I would say. So, so. I am now in your demographic of, hey, you need to watch this. This, this exists. Because I am now 20 years old. So now it's getting to the point where, Things are very real possibility for me now to enter one of those types of situations. So I am, well, I am, I'm in the demographic. So it feels good, good to be welcomed. You know, and I got two, I got two pieces of advice for you then, Riley. Okay. Um, number one, make sure you accept, uh, or three rules. Sorry, make sure you accept the other person for who they are, um, and then make sure they accept you for who you are. Because rule number two is people like don't really change. There's some people who will like try, but like more or less people are going to remain who they are. And you know, that's, that's how they should be really. Um, so make sure you just, you're accepting of the other person. And then the other most important thing is going into a relationship. And a lot of people don't realize this. And I learned this, like going to therapy really realistically, um, make sure you, you love yourself, you know, and accept yourself for who you are and know who you are, because otherwise you might find yourself conforming to be somebody else that someone else wants you to be and not your true self. That's a little philosophical for Tuesday in the afternoon, but <laughs> one, one of my favorite parts of this show, and I've done this show for four years now, and I, I love this show very much. But one of my favorite mm -hmm. parts just in general is when people come on and give me advice because I am like significantly younger than a lot of people that come on the show. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, you know, passing down wisdom from, from one generation to an X. Like I get it. And, yeah. um, I just, it's one of, it's one of my favorite things in the world is people coming on here. It's yeah. like, yeah, here, this is your show, but like, here's some very practical life advice. And I, I'm always super appreciative <laughs> of it. And that may sound, you know, cynical or whatever, but like, I'm no, I'm like legitimately appreciative of any advice, any other somewhat successful adult gives me. Like, it's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> so, I want to I want to talk about a few things um, that I've noticed sure. since the last time you've you've been on the show. Uh, so, I think the the way I found you in 2018 was uh, you had a patient named Caleb Presley who worked for yeah. uh, Barstool Sports. You know, he's down in Florida yeah. now and he's kind of doing his own thing. Um, so, I've noticed that you have another follower, a very popular follower on Instagram. 
and that would be AOC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you, is this like, is, is this another patient situation or how do you come in contact with her? You know, it's, it's one of those, um, things that I, I can't really answer and like confirm it, you know, but, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> but Alex is great. And, you know, I mean, people, people disagree with her politics, but she is an awesome person and she's a total girl boss and I love her and I'm happy to be a part of her life. <laughs> yeah, no, the, that's one thing, like no matter what your politics are, she is, um, not only entertaining, but in, informative necessarily, not necessarily, you know, in a, in a political way, but just in a, in a, just telling you what's going on, yeah, whether, whether you, you agree with it or yeah, not. Exactly, exactly. What's going on kind of like in, in the political world, maybe what's not necessarily portrayed on the news, you know? So I think that's, that's great. Um, she gave me one of the best wedding gifts <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I think she realized it, but like basically she, right when my husband and I got married in August during the pandemic, we took off, um, on for a honeymoon and literally right before I was about to like lose service and wheels go up on the airplane, you know, she tagged, tagged me in one of her posts and then like, you know, unleashed the whole, you know, fact that we were entwined together, you know? So it was, it was great. So then people got word of who I was and, uh, it's amazing. And I'm glad I was able to reach so many more people because of her. Yeah. That, that's a lot better promotion. Than I'm going to give you today, but we'll, we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, Oh my gosh. It was like, uh, you know, it was like, it was, it was great. It was just, uh, cause we, so smile pop, not only do I do Invisalign, but I also do teeth whitening. So I developed my own teeth whitening line and, um, you know, I think she posted something about maybe my teeth whitening pen or something, which is actually going to be part of men's health, like grooming awards for 2021. So I'm super excited. So that's going to be coming out, I think next month, which is great. But like, yeah, like a lot of good things, right? (laughs) Award-winning oral professional, Dr. Courtney on the show today. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, you know, it's great. And like, you never know who you're going to meet. And ultimately I treat everybody the same. So whether you're a celebrity, whether you, like, if you're an, sorry, I know I'm not allowed to swear, but if you're an a-hole, we're going to treat like an a-hole. I'm just kidding. But like, ultimately we treat, I treat people the way I want to be treated. Um, and then try and go, go above and beyond and be the best part of a person's day. So, so, so being in New, of who you are. Being New York city, you deal with all kinds of different people. I know New York is a, is a land of uh, a bunch of people aren't from New York and then mm-hmm. the other side of it are people that like will never ever leave New York. Um, yeah. you deal probably with, with every type of person. So, uh, you said you treat everyone the same, like from the human aspect of dealing with people all the time and people who are coming to you for a particular service. Um, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you deal? So it's, you, like I, it, you have to almost perform in a way, in a sense that like you got to play doctor, you got to play therapist some days, you got to play friend for some days, you know, like you also got to play like cheerleader and amp people up. Uh, because again, ultimately, like not only do you want to like create beautiful smiles and create this beautiful aesthetic, but like I want to be able to kind of like stir up some type of contentment or happiness when I see a person so that they can go out and like share that with the rest of the world. You know, I mean, I know it seems very like silly and made up, but like, that's how I think it spreads. And so for me, it, I, one of my most valued parts of my day is actually when I get up a little bit earlier and have a good workout and I typically work out with my husband and, uh, 
like I feel like I have a little bit of me time in the morning because the moment I step into my office, whether it's my staff or whether it's the patients I see all day, my time is no longer mine. And so it really is about like taking care of myself and doing what I need need to do for me, you know. But but ultimately, you know, it's like there are some people that will drive you crazy and there's some people that they're miserable no matter what you do, you know. And like you can't help everybody and you can't um, you can't change people either. So our <laughs> – you're going to have to bleep this. Okay. But like my, my motto is like, them, you know, in a sense where it's like, I'm going to do the best that I very can to, um, to give them like everything that I have and everything that I am while they're there. And if it's not good enough for them, just, you can't win them all. That'll be 1829 on the edit sheet. Yeah. With the bleep. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> no, but that's, that's such a great, um, that's such a great thing. Cause like you deal with, people like I deal with people who want to come on air and like are ready to talk and are ready to have conversations you do with people who like like this may not be the best part of their day people love it though like to be honest we are a great office and like we really we strive to like really do this like whole customer service thing so I've actually you know not to push back Riley but people have said this is their favorite appointment of the day (laughs) okay okay hey look I don't yeah. <laughs> New York City amenities. <laughs> not not quite the same for, for Lake Charles, Louisiana. I love my dentist. He's a great guy, but like uh and my orthodontist was a was a was a great guy when I when I had to go. The thing to keep in mind also, you know, we opened up, you know, we shut down for about two and a half months during quarantine and we opened back up June first. And to be honest, like this is about literally almost a, a year ago and we were shut down for two and a half um months. I still had to pay rent. I was still paying my staff. I was still like, basically money's not coming in, but a lot of money's going out. And I come back and it's then, um, you know, the, the protesting and the riots happened as well. So like literally my first day back, I was walking to the office and all these, um, these retail storefronts up fifth Avenue were shattered and glass broken. And I turned down my street and shattered glass broken. And, And luckily because they were doing some type of construction on the building. They lit a dumpster on fire instead of smashing my windows. But like I had a board up right when I came back. And so, um, like it was, it was tough coming back during quarantine, but like the reason why I'm mentioning this is, you know, some of my patients, they're now working from home and they never leave their apartments, you know? And so like I'm there, some patients like to hang out for a long time, a lot longer than their appointment because they haven't really seen anybody else to talk to or felt like themselves. And so, you know, I had to recognize that and play more of like a friend for patients because, you know, people were going through a rough time. So, you know, it was tough, but I'm happy to, I'm happy to, you know, provide the support no. as long as I get to like go home and relax at the end of the day. <laughs> and, and, and that's, and that's such an interesting take and, and not one I expected where like people, it's, it, it's a lot looser down here, but I can imagine in New York city where everything is so kind of like stacked on top of each other. People are, are trying to stay safe and stay home to go out and, and do something. Yeah. And, and you like, know, it's, that's such an interesting it, point in, in New York. I mean, it is like COVID 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 in your face. It's not so much now, but like it was to a point where like, you know, my husband and I, we would still travel. Like we got married during a pandemic. We went to in France and, and London and Croatia on our honeymoon during the pandemic. We went skiing in the pandemic. Like we just kept kind of going because, you know, life, you know, life comes at you fast. You can get hit by a bus and be dead the next day. So it's like, I, we try and live life and live every day to the fullest. Um, 
But in New York, you know, when it's so COVID, 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 it's really nice to get out and realize, hey, like the rest of the country is operating like as normal. And not everyone's going to like that, me saying that. But um, again, like you never know what's what tomorrow's going to bring. So like live a little. So you, you, you've mentioned that you play like these different types of, of, I don't roles. want to say personalities, but roles. Yeah. Roles <laughs> with, uh, yeah, not, crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, this is not multiple personality disorder. Um, the, no, <laughs> we're not there yet, but the, you played all these different types of roles with people and, and you're already in New York city. Have you ever con- like, and, and you're fascinatingly entertaining on the internet. Have you looked into performing arts? <laughs> Cause it seems like no. you you can take on a bunch of different roles like that. <laughs> You know, no, I actually, I don't like, I only like kind of when I'm in kind of control of the camera. So when I do my Instagram stories and stuff like that, but I, I get very nervous, um, initially like speaking in, in, in public. Um, but I, I prefer to be the one in control. <laughs> oh, so when you walk into a room and, and you have doctor in front of your name, that's when you feel most comfortable, like a one-on-one situation with the patient or yeah, with, the, with a phone yeah. in your hand, like that, those are your types of situations that where you thrive. Yeah. You know, you will not be catching me on Broadway, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying you, you seem to have a pretty good <laughs> grasp on, on being whatever you, know, you need I, to be. You know, I, I, I love, I love what I, I love what I do and I love when I get to kind of be myself. And that's one of my favorite things about having my office is I built it to this level of perfection, like aesthetically everything. And I'm OCD about my processes just cause I'm naturally OCD person and I love to have fun and I love rap music. And so we're going to play rap music and smile pop <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to perform in my environment. <laughs> so I, I don't know how it is, but like I, you, you don't seem like a very corporate person, but what is the the level of rap music that you, that you play? Is it is it uncensored? We're just gonna let everything fly. Like, wh- how's that go in the office playlist? You know, <laughs> we we have like a little hand signal to where I will like make a hand signal to my my assistants where I'm like change the song because it's a little too much, you know. But like, you know, I, I'm a big like Weezy fan. Um, and he's from Louisiana, right? Yeah, he's from New Orleans. Yeah, so um, I'm a big Weezy fan. You know, we've gotten, I forgot the guy who sings that Whoop Dee song. You know, we, yeah, I'm familiar, we did yeah. a little post of tagging his song and he reposted us. So it was great. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting pub from everyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is your favorite artist? Um, musical artist? Yeah, musical like artist. Music, oh, God. I like, I mean, I really like Lil Wayne, to be honest. I like Taylor Swift. I'm like, I'm kind of basic, but like, I would have to say, this is super basic. I would have to say Justin Bieber, and I'm not embarrassed <laughs> to say that, okay? <laughs> I mean, you did qualify with, I'm super basic. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you embarrassed or are you not? No, you know, I'm not embarrassed, but I got to actually, I have a funny story about uh, Justin Bieber. And where I'm actually doing this, um, this podcast is I... I'm at, I call her my New York mother's house, um, up on the Upper East Side. When I first came to New York and did my residency, I nannied and I nannied for this family. And these girls are now like 26 years old and 22 years old. But like, I've known them since I've been in New York and I actually came to do, um, I came to say hi up here. And so I'm like, Hey, I got to do this podcast. Can I sit in your kitchen? And ironically, like my story, my very first night on the job, I took, uh, I took two of the girls out and I dropped one of the girls off at like Tommy Hilfiger's sister's house. 
and then I went to uh, it was like a fashions night out for the fashion New York Fashion Week. I took the older daughter to Dolce and Gabbana, where we met like Justin Bieber and Usher, my first night on the job. New York <laughs> City so is I, a wild place. <laughs> crazy and so I like call my parents I was like dude so let me tell you about my first day on the job <laughs> and it was awesome <laughs> uh, where where are you from originally I, 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 uh, I'm from Illinois Illinois, Illinois. So suburb of Chicago 49 acres on a farm um, and the fact that I'm I stayed in New York is just kind of baffling to me when I really pause and think about it but I, I want to re- bring that Midwest charm you know I remember you saying uh, you had a twin sister and you lived on a farm I couldn't remember where it was and like from that to, to where you are now, I know we probably talked about it a little bit in the last show, but like I said uh, before we started the this episode, I was not necessarily the best. And I think that's where like the personal growth comes in. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, uh-huh. like kind of the personal growth from the two and a half years uh, from the original show till, till now. But like just the overall journey that you've been on through your life and really taking it on and living it to the fullest, especially the last couple of years. I mean, from, yeah. from an Illinois farm to hanging out with Justin Bieber and Tommy Hilfiger's <laughs> sister. <laughs> Wild. And then, you know, it, just starting your own thing and, and really, and really pushing it forward. And now you have this mantra of, of girl boss, which I think is really yeah. uh, beautifully creative concept um can you can you talk about that a little bit more like this this term that you've kind of ran with uh yeah so you know girl boss obviously your female uh boss you're just like freaking killing it you know and it doesn't necessarily mean like oh i'm like reeling in the dough you know but like you're happy and you feel like you're you're causing an impact and you're um you're 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 a boss you know And, and it's um it's not always like that, you know, and it's kind of funny. And I I think I like to do throwbacks sometimes on Instagram because people see me and they're like, Oh, you know, some people are like, Oh, you're my mentor or, you know, you're very inspirational. And I'm thinking, look, I'm just, I'm just doing me, but like, it hasn't always like looked like this. There's been days, you know, when I first applied for my orthodontic residency, I didn't get in my first year. So like I had to figure out a plan B and I basically went to another school and, and put some more education under my belt and eventually got in. But like, it's not always roses, but like ultimately it is, it's, it's good to be alive, you know? And so, um, girl bossing is not easy, but, um, and it's kind of funny running my own practice in New York city. I now realize if it was easy, everyone would do it, but it is, it is one of the hardest things I've ever done. So, especially when you want to kind of maintain, like be true to yourself. I want to come home and be like, have enough energy and be an amazing wife and, you know, be fit and see my family and be a good friend. So it's, a it's all about managing, really. And so. I, want, I want to dig into that because we've like talked about the positives and like all these great things. But starting starting something's very very difficult, and I, I've dealt with this a lot over the last year with, you know, how, how you know the show's kind of taken off and demanding a lot more from me, and mm-hmm. and you've kind of started this whole thing, and and it's demanding a lot from you. The the bad side of this, the part that you don't really talk about and you don't show in the light. What has been some of the uh, the struggles of it. What's been kind of the hardest to, to maintain? Uh, I think one, one of the more like important things that, that you have to maintain is a good balance. Um, what you'll realize is people will take and take, right? Whether it's patients, whether it's family time, whether it's, you know, like people always want more from you and you have to be able to set up boundaries 
um, and almost like sit down and really think about what it is that you want out of your life or whether it's like what goals you want to achieve in the next year or two so that you make sure that you're not kind of wasting time doing things that aren't necessarily to your benefit. And I mean, it does sound selfish, but like one, you have to make sure that you, uh, you make sure you have a balance. The other difficult thing, and, and I've never really, I always press through any type of issue no matter what, but I have to tell you being a female, uh, business owner in New York city, there's been multiple times, whether it was during construction of the original office or when I had a fan, uh, flood recently in January 21, where I had to rebuild part of my office, people want to take advantage of you and they think you're some idiot, you know, and, uh, you got to almost be, you got to turn up the heat a little bit and be a little bit of a, for them to take you seriously. And like, that's not really part of my personality. I don't want to be like that. But at the same time, it's like, you realize how many people want to take advantage of you. And so, um, that, that I would say is very, uh, opening experience for me here in New York. Where I've had to have my, I had to have my husband come down and like just stand or meet these people because I would tell them about like what they, the comments they made or what they said or some BS that came out of their mouth. And then I would have him come follow up with me. So, cause I needed that male dominance, you know? And it, it sucks that it has to come down to that. Um, and I've talked mm-hmm. to plenty of women in sports and, and, and I try to understand and be empathetic towards towards that but i mean it's it's such a a difficult thing for me to even kind of grasp is dealing with something like that because as much as you want might want to say that things have been somewhat better and easier for me as a white male like it's i'm not going to ignore that it has and i've gotten a lot more opportunities and you know women i've seen women in sports that are better and more talented than me and me get the job over them and I, I yeah, hate but, that. I mean, don't feel bad about it. You no, know what I mean? I, but like, you know, one thing that I did learn, which is another, is like money talks in the sense that, um, and I guess that's why people want to make so much money. But like, I'm, t- I'm saying in the sense that, like, you know, I have a New York City storefront. I, something happened with my door and I needed my door fixed. And the landlord like kept ignoring my call. And then finally I was like, look, your next rent check's going to get lost in the mail until this gets fixed. This is like part of my lease. And, you know, you don't want to have to like come down to that stuff. But sometimes you got to you gotta play the game a little bit. So it's, it's stupid, frankly, but that's just how life is. Yeah, and people in my area have dealt with uh, insurance adjusters <laughs> so oh, much over yeah. the last eight months. And I, I've seen that firsthand where you know, people are just, okay, cool, fine. Well, you know, don't expect any money. And like yeah. it, it's, it gets down to that and they start, okay, maybe we can do this and this and this. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, um, in the summer of, and I tell this story a lot to my patients, but like the summer of 2020, I like couldn't sleep and I woke up and I started surfing the internet and I read an article by the New York post and uh, it was basically about a rock climber girl who was climbing with her two friends and her, she fell and her like safety, all of her like three backup safety things failed as well. And she died and she was 25 years old and I was like reading and I recognized that she was one of my patients. And like, for me, it was like, she was such a sweet, like such a bright light, such a sweet girl, you know what I'm thinking? Guys, like snap out of it. I know we're in a pandemic, but like this could have been any of you, like, you don't know if you're going to live tomorrow. So like, it's one of the things I also try and share with my patients where like, look, there's like, life's hard. People try and take advantage of you. Life isn't fair, but like, it's still beautiful and you're still more brown. So like, appreciate it like that, you know? So sorry to get all Debbie Downer there, but like, it's, it's an important thing that I think people need to hear because 
you know, you, you can, you can complain and think of how rough and how bad things are, but really again, like that's, that's great. And I mean, there's no way a, it's like, Hey, just go out and do whatever you want type of type of situation. Like, you know, be safe and be respectful of other human Correct. beings who are, are like still suffering the consequences of the pandemic. But like, yeah. you know, just go out and, and, and do stuff safely and, yeah. and respectfully, but like Correct. do stuff. Like I went to Montana during the middle of a pandemic. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. We filmed a documentary, a five episode documentary called a nine day story available on YouTube. Now you can, with the link in all my social media bios, which people that listen to the show know that should know that by now. But uh, like we went to Montana and Wyoming and um, in Colorado and, and New Mexico and Texas and uh, we stopped in Kansas City. Like we drove all the way through the night. None of us slept in the van. We got to Kansas City, ate Amazing. breakfast at seven thirty, and continued the way all the way to South Dakota. Like it was such a unique experience. In the, I mean, it was in August of twenty twenty. It was the middle of a pandemic, a couple weeks before yeah. Hurricane Laura. Like it was such a unique experience. But we did it you know, safely and respectfully. Yeah. Um, and we were all kind of together the whole time. We didn't venture off. We didn't do all of our separate things. We were all together. So it wasn't like Amazing. we were, we were doing anything that was just reckless. And you're not spreading COVID. Got it. Right. <laughs> and like, there's six people in Wyoming anyway. So like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just mountains and stuff. It's, it was great. Um, <laughs> In one Mexican restaurant in Sheridan, Wyoming, that was awful, but the, <laughs> but it's it's that. But just go out and do stuff, and, and and really show really really show everyone that like this is this is fine. We can do this. Yeah. And it, you know, one of it's been a tough it's, year. It's so true. It's true. You know, I um I'm sure you're on TikTok, right? Right, Riley. Yes, I I am in the TikTok generation. It is, <laughs> it is a deep dark hole, you know, and so I only allow myself to watch TikTok when I'm like literally on a stair climber, like a stairmaster. I'm like I if I gotta climb these stairs for 28 minutes, I'm gonna, the TikToking like fly makes it fly by. But um, some of the things that I love to watch on TikTok are like just like the motivational ones. And it's like it's good to hear and just do like a little reset because like listen, you're gonna go out in the world, and you're gonna encounter some crap, and you're gonna have moments where they're not so great. But like overall, it's just a moment, you know, of of, of not so great. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're you're living. Right, and I, I will say this: uh, you are a you, you're you're an adult woman. I am like a college age guy. Our TikToks are probably very different from one another and what pops up on the for you page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't see any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's like motivational stuff that I follow or something, but, um, do you follow that guy who like comes on, he's got like glasses on and like a dirty, long, dirty stash and he has a hat on and he like just goes up to the micro microphone and like says like a quote, and it's always like the same music. <laughs> when I, if I see it, I'm gonna have to send it to you. But it's like it's it's kind of hilarious at this point. But um, yeah, I, I love TikTok. <laughs> yeah, TikTok is is just it's it's like any other social media platform. It's really great in some ways, and it's really awful in a lot of other ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why. Listen, if you only dedicate it while you're on the stair climber, like it's a win-win. Yeah, you know, my limited dose. <laughs> My sister came back and, and, you know, my sister lost her house in the hurricane, so she moved back in. And we've gotten, like, this whole new dynamic of our relationship. She'll come in and she'll, like, yeah, I'm going to watch TikTok for several hours, but, like, one day a week on her off day or whatever. She'll, like, catch up and see what's going on. 
So I'll like reference something I saw on the internet and she's like, no, it's, I haven't had my TikTok time for the week. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, cool. So like it's, if you consume it in a way that doesn't make you insane, I feel like it's, it's, it's all right. But TikTok, you yeah. can get, you can get down a dark hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But, um, you, do you use TikTok as a, as a form of advertising? You know what? Like, whatever reels or something I post on Instagram, I tend to post them on TikTok. And I got to tell you, like, patients fill out new patient paperwork. Where'd you find me? I mean, I'm getting YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. And to me, it still baffles me. It's like, is TikTok really like a, but adult, even adult patients, like, find me. And uh, it's great. Like, I love it. I, I never, I just use it really to have fun. But, um, you know, it, it's, for me, I mean, I'm, so blessed and so thankful that business is so great and I don't do any advertising. So, you know, it's all word of mouth or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. And really I just do the things that I enjoy. So I'm very fortunate in that regard. I mean, you got to keep in mind our relationship. I found you through Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember like you, (laughs) I remember speaking to you right before I was about to get on a flight to go to France by myself for the first time. And we like basically set up a, I don't know if we, if I agreed to it then, or if we set up a date that we talked when I got back, do you remember that? And I was like, Riley, yeah. I'm, I'm going through security right now. I'm like, we gotta let you go. <laughs> You're going through TSA. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, do so remember great. that. Um, that's, you, that's but you know what's so fun? Um, one of my favorite places to go, and I like, listen, I'm a girl from Illinois. I never thought these words would be coming out of my mouth, but one of my favorite places to visit, and it was because of that trip, is the south of France. And I've been, I got engaged in the south of France. I went on my honeymoon in the south of France. Um, I've been there probably like six times since 2018. And uh, the fact that I'm like, I'm so happy that I can say that, but like now I started taking French lessons and I'm trying to, you know, learn the culture a little bit more, but it's been awesome. Tu parles en français? Uh, very little, so I can't even answer that. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. I'm from Louisiana, so it, it just kind of comes natural. But the oh, that's so amazing. Well, I mean, don't get too excited. I don't know a whole lot, but um, you know, we we speak. You know, we grow up speaking Cajun French. It's more the culture, maybe not so much in Lake Charles, but like you go along like the yeah. I-10 corridor, like Lafayette, Baton Rouge, New Orleans. It's uh-huh. it's a lot of French speaking people. That's awesome, and it's their first language primarily. Like I'll, I'll never forget doing, um, uh, watching like the national, like LSU won the college football national championship a few years ago, and they stopped the head coach, and he's from like way down in the swamp in Louisiana, like way south Louisiana, and they a French reporter stopped him, and he did an entire interview in French, and just walked oh, like wow. just it was that's amazing crazy to watch that's amazing. So it, it's it's pretty ingrained in the culture. But congratulations! I mean, for learning a different language is incredible. I'm on 388 days of learning Spanish Good consecutive for days. You, it's such a it's such a unique experience. And how do you like it? I I love it, and I did it. Yeah. I did it as a a nice little add on to my job because I cover a lot uh-huh. of soccer, especially soccer in Texas. It's yeah, like sp- how do you say goal in, in Spanish? Goal. Goal, <laughs> or golazo, golazo, golazo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's like a banger of a goal where it's like 25 yards out, top left corner, Galasso. But oh. it's, it's goal. G-O-L. Drop the A. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Um, I speak I speak a little bit of Spanish, but like not when I'm on the spotlight. <laughs> I mean, I feel like New York City is such a, a, a mixing ground of different cultures like we had talked about. 
I don't know what the a good second language would be in New York City. I'm, I, I, I just think back to all the movies where like Italian might be great, but you go in right down to Chinatown. It's like Mandarin is a, like it's just different yeah, little sections. Yeah. You know, of, kids of these days, like kids are going to college and like learning Mandarin for business school, which is actually very smart. But um, quiero que español es uh, es la, ling- la lengua a la lengua a la lengua uh, mi prefer- preferencia. Yeah, yeah. I see. This is. I speak Spanglish, actually. I should have said. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. That's so funny. This is a uh, a, tr- a trilingual podcast. In case you didn't know, <laughs> I'm speaking French. She's speaking Spanish. We both speak English. What a time! I mean, once you pick up, like, say you learn Spanish, you can pick up French and Italian fairly easy because they're all they all come from the same root. It's all Latin. You know, I can read it. I, I can understand, like read it, but you know what it is? It's the pronunciation. Like they all have a little bit of a different pronunciation, yeah. which throws me off. Like, you know, like, uh, lay in Spanish is lay, but lay and L E in, in French is le, you know? And so you have like a, a, I would say a fatter, lazier tongue in the French dialect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause like it's, uh, un, deux. As opposed to yeah. uno dos, like it's it's the same, like they're very similar, dos and du. Yeah. But it's like you really just gotta hone in on the lowest possible octave. Yeah. D- so during the during the pandemic, when I started taking these online French courses, it was via Zoom, and so the first class I had a beret on and I put like a fake mustache on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this too much? You know, <laughs> but it, you know, I ended up not finishing the class because the classes were, I don't know why I picked this, but it would, they would meet at like Thursday at 9 PM. So like the first class, it was great. But the second class, like I happened to be in Florida and I was actually going to Disney world to go meet my sister and the nephew. So I was like at the airport and I just landed and I'm trying to do a zoom on like the shuttle out of Tampa or something, you know? And so it didn't quite work out because Thursday nights are usually, you know, my traveling days. Can I recommend? Post-pandemic. Oh, go ahead. Can I recommend a an app to you? Yeah. Uh, Duolingo is what I use. Oh yeah, it's cool. Oh, I do actually. I do use that. I think it's awesome. Yeah, Duolingo. It, they have a great free version. I mean, like it's it's not. Once you get down to like getting into like a year in uh-huh. Duolingo, it does. There's no locks. They're not like you. You get this far and then you have to pay. It's it's all completely free. And they run cool. ads and everything. It's really, really great. I have the you know the premium version. I paid $79 a year, which is okay. fantastic. And um, you know it, it's super great. So if you already use Duolingo, but to anyone out there wanting to learn a different language, they teach every language you can pro- probably imagine, except for sign language. You, you can't. That doesn't really work. That is good to know. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I, um, me growing up on a frugally on a farm in Illinois, I hear $79 a year. And I'm like, ah, yikes, that's a little stiff. You know, I'm, thinking, I'm still using my brother's Netflix, you know, but with that said, I'm, I'm spending like tens of thousands of dollars a month to operate my practice in New York. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, I will always, I always hope to keep that like frugality on me because, uh, <laughs> oh, that means I'll never go broke. Hopefully, you know? Oh no. I mean, I'm incredibly cheap, but even for me, that was worth it. That's great though. Yeah. That's really, you know, there's another also, there's one called Coffee Break French. Um, I'm sorry, Coffee Break French is a um, podcast that I listen to, but I'm sure they do like a Coffee Break Spanish too, which was great. 
Right. But I remember when I went to when I went to France, I'm driving around in this like cute little Mini Cooper because I wanted to get the upgrade, and I'm listening to these podcasts like while I'm driving, just trying to practice my French as I'm going from one town to the next. <laughs> but it's <was> great. <laughs> and and Duolingo has those podcasts as well because I mean the only way you learn is to immerse yourself in the culture. Yeah, yeah. So like they have the yeah. French and they have the Spanish and they have Italian, and like they're even teaching Navajo and endangered Hawaiian on Duolingo. Dude, you better send me a referral credit. I think I'm going to buy this. I want to make sure you get some like points or something. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll send you a link. But um, we, we have just a little bit of time left, and I want to dip into one more thing, talking about growth. Yeah. Can you talk about just maybe like summarize yeah. that growth? Okay. I know it's super difficult. So – yeah, so I will say, uh, me looking back at two years ago, I would say some some of the major steps that I took forward first was I actually got to know who I myself was as a person, like which I never really did before. If you were in school for so long, and then you go, you graduate, and then you work for other people, and then you're like, holy cow, I'm like, I don't know how old I was. I was 30, I was like 32, 32, 33 years old. I'm 36 now, which is which is crazy, but um you know, looking back, I didn't know who I was. And I think some spending some time uh, self-reflecting, journaling, and like even seeing a therapist, which ultimately was, was couples therapy. But, um, but ultimately, I came to, I, I basically figured out who I was and what I would, what my preferences were, what I would stand for, what I didn't uh, do. I, I realized like, hey, I'm crass, I'm inappropriate, but I'm also professional, I'm OCD, and I, I owned it. So that's like one of the biggest things for me because the moment I owned who I was, that's when I realized, hey, the relationship that I was trying to save was not the one for me. This person was a good person, but like we are not meant for each other. And as soon as I cut those ties, that's when I decided to invest fully in myself and do things uh, – the way I wanted to do them, sign my lease, build my practice, start dating a guy who happens to be a patient who I think is amazing and, uh, start trying, uh, new things. And it's very scary to do it, but like, you know, one, one of the best pieces of advice I actually got from my, my pseudo New York city mom was she's amazing. She's like an awesome, awesome businesswoman, total girl boss is, you know, like if you don't like something, change it. Like you're not stuck. If you, if I decided ultimately that I didn't like practicing in New York City, I could sell it. If I didn't want to be in this relationship, I can um, I can not be in that relationship. But like one of the most important things that it comes down to, I think, is really focusing and knowing who who you are. And if there's issues, work on those issues so you don't carry them into other aspects of your life. So like I felt like it really it, it kind of the growth happened because I focused on me and I. I worked on myself so that every aspect and every person I met and every like part of my life that it, it that I touched kind of grew in the right direction with me. So from, <laughs> from my aspect, I, I have such an interesting way to, to look at myself grow. Cause like, you never notice it in the moment, but you go back mm-hmm. and listen. Like I, I listened to our show today. Um, from, from 2018, it was episode 10 of this podcast. You can go back and listen to it. I, I mean, I wouldn't, but you know, every click matters, I guess. But like, I have this, this running, um, running like archive of the show and you get to hear yourself and you get to hear how bad you were in 2018. You get to hear a little bit better version of yourself in 2019. You get to hear you really like thrive and, and, and really grow in 2020. And now we're here in 2021 
where I have all of this like brand new experience and whatever, and we're just I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. And I went back and listened today, and it wasn't great <laughs> compared to the the quality and the the standards that we have now. But it it comes down to you just have to keep doing it. And there's this yeah. there's this woman on the internet, and forgive me, I don't know her name, but she has a shirt and this whole like brand and, and company predicated on the term uh, just keep showing up no matter how much yeah. you suck the first time it's going to get better the second time it's like the worst the worst day of your any job is always the first day i know that firsthand um but i have like this running archive of like hey you sucked for a long time and then you sucked a little bit less and then whatever it, it's i feel like it's not like you where you like you jacked up a pair of teeth or a, a, a a set of teeth and like you get to look at it down the lines. Okay. Yeah. I messed up that one, but look at us now. <laughs> like it's not quite the same. Maybe. You but... know, I think for me, I, I've gotten better with having like systems in my practice so I can be as efficient as possible. Like, with, like I love efficiency because I feel like the more efficient we are, the more, um, like the more we run on time, the more we have like our scheduled free time and all that. And so like, that to me is, is an important growth factor. What's, what's kind of great is that you have these archives that you can go back and listen to. I actually go back and watch my Instagram stories just because I think they're great. And I'm, I'm so thankful that I have these like these little blips into the past from like, Oh my God, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. um, and it's, and like, you know, I, I want those abs and those arms again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But, uh, um, thank you. Instagram for the archives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but like, the, by the way, discipline, discipline, and work ethic. Like, you gotta work hard. Like, nothing comes easy. Nothing. And people who like, it may appear easy to other people. There, but there is so much going on behind the scenes that people don't even see. And so, like, people like, you know, I've gotten some DMs from people. They're like, "Hey, do you? Sorry, but like, when do you work?" And I'm thinking, I work seven days a week. You know, but <laughs> you're not gonna see me cranking on Instagram all the time. You know, but um, it, it takes it, it takes hard work. So. You know, and that's, you know, you're putting in the, t- you're putting in the time. One of these days you're going to be running this podcast fully in Spanish, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yo quiero un chavajar in España. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that is fantastic. I know we're out of time limit. Can I borrow you for, for three more minutes? We can run you through the yeah, lightning totally. round. All right. So five to seven random questions. You've done this before. Uh, let's. Let's make it better this time, because last time you had you had a little bit of trouble with it. <laughs> uh, you know, listen, I might have trouble with it again, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so you like um, you like working out in the mornings. What, what's your what's your preferred workout? What- uh, so I actually really love SoulCycle, but I haven't done it since pre-pandemic. So now we're actually shout out to a trainer. His name's Connor Minnie. He's out of London. He's this like gay physique that's amazing, and he's this amazing guy, and he's like crass, and he's jacked, and he's awesome. And so we actually do his. Uh, it's called the Icons workout, and it's awesome. And it's about forty-five minutes, fifty-five minutes, um, and it's bodies, and it's like full body. Um, Plus weights, that's great, and you get so jacked. That is, that sounds super intense. Uh, what is your favorite smell in the whole world? Uh, lilacs. What is lilacs? L- lilacs like the flower. So okay. um, like lilac bushes. There's a uh, there's actually a part of Central Park where in the springtime it's called Lilac Row or Lilac Alley, something like that, where you all the lilacs bloom and it's a very like very nice walk. What is one place that you haven't been that you want to go? Oh, good question. Um, 
question. Um, Mallorca, Spain. Okay. Yeah. There's a, um, I, I know a lot of these European places just based on their soccer team. They have a fantastic oh. soccer team just moved up to the top division. Um, I, I have worked with their owners multiple times. Fantastic people. They're Americans. Cool. And, um, you know, apparently it's a really good place. He loves it down there. So, um, go visit. That's your next trip. <laughs> You're welcome. We planned it out. Um, <laughs> uh, cake or pie? Uh, cake. Cake? What kind of cake? Funfetti. Funfetti, funfetti. or chocolate. Well, I haven't had Funfetti cake in a long time. It is, it is... It's like, Riley, I told you I'm a basic B. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Uh, if you could have one last meal, uh, like if you knew this was going to be your last meal, what would it be? Uh, steak and potatoes. Midwest girl, like Classic. baked potato, fully loaded steak. You know who's got really good steak, I think, because it's always hot, is Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Is that, good, a, you know. is that a New York delicacy? You know, it, no, it's not. There's like fancier steak places, but for me, I'm like, you know what? It is like a piping hot plate where every bite is piping hot steak. It's great. If you could have a dinner party at three famous people living or dead, who would they be? Gosh, you asked me this last time. Did I? Um, yeah. Oh. I didn't make it to the lightning round. Dang it. <laughs> no, it's just, so let's see, we did, uh, G- oh gosh, G- Jesus. <laughs> oh, living or dead, living or dead. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Three people, Jesus. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know I'm going to I'm gonna have to say pass, but can I actually tell you something really funny? I was flying back from Chicago on Sunday. I'm in the Uber, sitting in traffic, and people are eating outside on the sidewalks now because there's outdoor dining. I, like, look up, and I was like, dude, isn't that guy dead? And I, I thought it was John Lennon, but it was actually Paul McCartney. And we, like, locked eyes, and, like, I gave him a little thumbs up, and our, my Uber pulled away. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> what a wild life you live. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, better yet, I'll, I'll replace that question with this question. What What is the... um. What is this celebrity that you've had like the weirdest interaction with? Is that is that it? On a, sorry, on a babysitting job, I took uh, these kids uh, out to eat at this restaurant, and he was there, and the kids wanted to meet him. And so uh, we took him, and he was macking on me and like asked me to leave the kids while it was babysitting. And I said, no. Oh, that's good. Hey, you're a responsible yeah. babysitter. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, I'm – I'm done. Thank you so much for the time. Where can people find you on the internet and where can people can consume your content? Uh, so you can just, you know, I would say start at my Instagram at Dr. Courtney Ortho. So Dr. Courtney Ortho for orthodontist. Cause I am a professional working woman, but it's very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, and smilepop.com. Is that right? Oh, and smilepop.com. Yep. But if you ever want to, if you're ever in New York, come on by smilepop. We're in, nomad which is the neighborhood of where the original shake shack is so right near madison square park oh We've yeah seen movies we're not we're not built yet so we won't be in the background but it, it's a beautiful beautiful office absolutely wonderful if, if there's two people i want to listen to this show and, and people listen to the show i promise but like if there's two people if we only get two listeners i want it to be aoc and matt barry that's it <laughs> listen i can guarantee you matt barry's gonna listen to it maybe we'll have it playing on the spotify the next time aoc comes in oh <laughs> uh, man if we can get aoc to pop this show it'd be awesome but no that's that's besides the point nevertheless um, you know i to me by the by the way um this is, is you know i wish i would have said this earlier but with aoc like i had no idea who she was like she came in i did a consult wasn't quite sure you know paperwork obviously was not filled out as aoc but um I had no idea who she was. And um, it's kind of funny that she really is like 
you know, quite a celebrity at this point. So it's kind of funny because I, I really do treat people all the same. <laughs> no, it just fills out our paperwork. First name at AOC on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just look who I am. Just look who I am. Represented from the Bronx. We get it. Yeah. Worked as a bartender. No, it's, it's yeah. fantastic. But if she somehow finds her way onto this show, I won't be, I won't be mad. Nevertheless, Dr. Courtney, I thank you so much for the time. This has been fun. Thank you so much. For Dr. Courtney, I'm Riley James, if anyone cares.